When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. How's it going, Tiffy? I just woke up from a nap, so I'm processing reality. Waking up, it's really hard. Yeah, I feel like I'm not awake yet, but I am. <laughs> How are you today, Welcome. Chanel? Good. It snowed this morning, and at first the dots smart started really small, and then it escalated into like chunks and it looked like huge walloping chunks of shaving cream falling from the sky so that was actually really cool to watch i'm sorry what <laughs> what is what's that snow tiffany no no no. and this sorry i knew she has banana bread in her hand oh <laughs> <laughs> no way stop it right can i have some I looked. I just took it from your hand. I just took this fresh loaf out of Anusha's hands. And just yeah, I want one too, though. Okay, yeah, yeah. So story time, everybody. Great. Now I'm just watching Tiffany eat warm banana bread while I'm in the cold, cold snow in New York. My upstairs neighbor makes food for a living, which is incredible. And she's the best baker and cooker. And sometimes she'll just drop off leftover food to me and Anusha, like a fairy godmother. That's what just happened. I didn't hear any word Chanel said because the moment I saw a baked good, my brain went blank. <laughs> I, just started, I literally just took the loaf out of Anusha's hands and started eating it. <laughs> I'm going to get us all started on the same foot here with a grounding exercise. All right. So, wherever you are listening right now, can you look around and identify one thing that you see that's enjoyable to look at? Looking, looking. Tiffy, do you have one? Bow Bow's stomach. Pink, warm, hairless, soft, comforting, pure. Nice. That was your poem about Tiffany's dog's stomach. Beautiful. Okay. Can you see anything that is green that is not a plant? Hit me with a hard one, huh? <laughs> Hit me with a hard one. Oh. Now we're playing hardball. <laughs> oh. Uh. You made me a piece of art that's hanging on my wall. Mm-hmm. So that. What does that say? Here for you. <laughs> oh my god. Sorry, that was so rude. <laughs> I did make Tiffany a piece of art that says here for you that clearly she does not give two hoots about. 
No, All right, actually... we're still doing the grounding Uh-oh. exercise today. Okay. okay, okay, okay. Sorry. Shut your pie hole. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, can you find something in the room that starts with the letter B? Banana bread. Banana bread? Okay, can you um, see something that starts with the letter O? Man, you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I cannot find a single thing. <laughs> uh, oh, uh, I, I painted an orange painting. Okay, that's good. Oh. Orange. Or you could say open door. Or you can say oval. Or. Yeah, such a writer, huh? Think about things right in a way that all right. Today we're going to think like a writer. <laughs> Hi, welcome to the creative workshop. Today we're going to think about ways to be a writer. <laughs> Every day I I I I look around and look at look at things that start with an L, lichen, love. <laughs> Okay, Tony. Okay, come back to my grounding exercise. All right. So, what can you what can you feel in your hand? Is it a dog leash? Is it warm water? Because <laughs> you're watching. Dude, no joke. I've been squishing the banana bread. Okay. Good. 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 Do you feel clothing? Are you folding your clothes? Are you sleeping <laughs> and touching your sheets? feel the ground beneath your feet feel the sheets beneath your body (laughs) feel the thing in your hands feel the taste on your tongue I'm grounding them now (laughs) that sounds so gross alright sorry How's everybody feeling? What's on your tongue and what's in your hands? (laughs) Feel the sheets on your body. (laughs) Grounding exercise over. Uh, Oh my gosh. Okay, what is our first topic? Tiffany, tell me about your weekend. Now that we're grounded. Well... Every day is the weekend to me because I've been without job for um, actually almost uh, over a month now. <laughs> Time is flying by, but it's been it's been fun. It's been ups and downs, mostly ups. Just making things, painting cats. I post. I'm going to be posting one cat a day on my Instagram. They each have their own persona, as they should. And so I've been forcing myself to not only write their persona, but then also post the cat. And that's, I mean, this weekend, Anusha and I made, oh, do you want to hear what we what we cooked? Yeah. And I also just want to say, in my mind, there are two realities. One in which you're working and normal. No, not normal, but just working. And the other reality where you've painted 100 cats. Which would not have existed in the other reality. So I'd say that's a pretty good deal. That's so true. Like, these came out of me being unemployed. I would not have done these 
otherwise. And I think about that with a lot of things. I'm like one little twist of fate and that would not have been created. I think I just literally lost my train of thought. <laughs> I just went down so many roads in my head and decided not to speak. <laughs> I think you're right. I think when I was employed, I was feeling creative and I would paint for fun, but it wasn't the same energy. And I've I've loved the energy I feel now so much that I would like it to be my job. So I'm working on something with my friend Chris, who also worked with me, and we both were impacted by the layoffs. And it will include Chanel as well. It's going to be really exciting, and we've been planning it for a long time. And it will be a way for you to purchase some things online. That's all I'll say for now. So cool. Now you tell me, okay, how was your weekend? Well, a while back, Lucas had rented a car for the weekend, hoping we'd take some sort of day trip or something, and forgot to cancel it. And so on Saturday, he was like, the bad news is that I rented a car and forgot to cancel it. The good news is that we have a car. So I was like, okay. And so we just got in the car and decided we would just drive around New York. And that would be our activity. And so we that drove and drove. like hell. Who drove? Sorry. Lucas. No, 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 no shade, <laughs> Lucas. But just drive around New York? Yeah. Well, there's a road along the Hudson River that can take you just by the river. With views of New Jersey. I you just wouldn't mind, get it. <laughs> Stop. I guess in my mind I envisioned. Because I've only taken taxis there. I've almost died. In those taxis. It's so scary on those roads. But, but also there's less cars now. Because of COVID. Mm, okay. So you drove. Where'd you go? So we ended up in Chinatown in Queens. We've been to Chinatown in Manhattan many times, but so we wanted to try new Chinatown and we wanted to get Xiaolong Bao, which is soup dumplings. And so we park in this underground garage that doesn't have a label. Like it used to have lettering up in bright lights, but the lights had been smashed. And so we're like, okay, we'll park down here. Go get our soup dumplings and just walk around. And there's a little tea spot. And in the tea spot, there was one of those, not a vending machine, like a claw machine, arcade machine, where there's this huge plushy doll hanging from a thread, okay, in a glass <laughs> box. And there was this, like, little pair of clippers, like little scissors that would glide and then you have to push the button to make them cut to try and cut the thread. Okay. And Lucas bought so many tokens and almost lost his mind trying to snip this little thread to win this plushie that was ginormous. <laughs> and honestly, was it a lot of money to bring home nothing? Yes. Was it also the only activity 
that we've done in all of New York City in a year? Also, yes. (laughs) (laughs) So it was worth it. But he nor I could snip it free. Um, okay. Oh, so then we go back to the garage and it was locked. So (laughs) (laughs) we took the train home, got back after midnight and had to go back to Queens the next day to pick up the car Um, and ended up getting more Chinese food and um, a caramel miso cookie. And a Nutella matcha cookie. Whoa, those sound so good. Mm -hmm. Wow. And I tipped, I tipped everyone who we encountered because I'm so sad to see all the anti-Asian violence happening (laughs) that when I see an Asian person, I give them money. (laughs) Well, yeah, yeah. And you went to. A clubhouse meeting about anti-Asian violence, didn't you? Yeah, I did the other weekend. Um, It's racism against Asians is so not new. And in some ways, I'm glad that we're finally calling it out or not even accepting microaggressions because I think We've tolerated them for so long, but now have hit this breaking point. But I know that growing up, there's like a million little stories I have. Um, Even when I'm traveling internationally with Lucas, like people, one guy said, where are you from in the Orient? And he didn't mean to be offensive. It was a genuine (laughs) question, but... um, It's interesting seeing how I'm perceived. I remember one guy, a street vendor, I was just walking down the street and he said, why are your eyes so big if you're Chinese? Um, And the first thing I remember thinking was that it's nice that he knew I was Chinese. Like, oh, he can distinguish between Asians (laughs) instead of... He clearly just threw out the one he thought he knows the most don't you think yeah probably that too yeah and I remember when I was 16 and I was in France I was in the like metro underground walking down this tunnel and there's an accordion player and when I passed he stopped his song and played on his accordion and I looked around like are there any other Asians around me? Nope. And he was smiling at me like, oh, I played you a song. And I just smiled back (laughs) because I was 16. But when I walk away from these experiences, like I have, we could, I could spend the whole hour talking about these experiences and they're really not okay to digest and never confront. And now that, Um, these microaggressions have evolved into blatant violence, especially against elders. Um, All the Asian Americans are speaking, but I see less people outside of our community speaking, which is super sad, just because I think with every trauma, every trauma is two parts. There's a trauma itself, and there's the aftermath of the trauma. 
And if the aftermath is not being, you not being listened to, that's a trauma in itself. So you're frustrated that the only people speaking about the the recent crimes and the crimes throughout COVID against Asian people are Asian people. Yes. Even though now I do see more allies speaking up, more corporations speaking up. Um, but I think we were really panicking because we felt like you, I don't know, you think more people would be talking about it and shocked. And I think it's sad when you step out of your bubble and realize it's super quiet. So one organization that I support is Stop, AAPIHate.org. And it has some tips on what to do when you're experiencing hate. So I'm going to share those from their website. Number one is prioritize your safety. So if you feel unsafe and you're able to leave, then leave the area. Number two, stay calm, stay breathing, limit your eye contact. Oh my God, this makes me sad. Uh, Limit your eye contact and maintain neutral body language. And number three, speak out. If you can do so safely, um, in a calm, firm voice, establish physical boundaries, you know, say, please, can you step away from me and denounce their behavior and comments. Um, Four, seek immediate support. So ask anyone around you, ask bystanders for support and intervention. And then five, when you are safe, take time to recover talk to someone about what happened and remember it's not your fault and that you're not alone. Um, And then I think this will apply to most listeners. There's five things to do if you are witnessing hate. So this is how to be an active bystander. Number one, take action. So approach the targeted person, the victim, and introduce yourself and offer support. So you can just go straight to them, say, hey, I'm Chanel. How can I help you? Number two is actively listen. So instead of you taking, jumping into action, you want to respect the victim's wishes um, and what he or she needs help with. That's what you do. Number three, ignore the attacker. Using your discretion, attempt to calm the situation by using your voice, body language, or distractions. So try not to engage with the attacker. Just mute them out. And focus on the victim. Number four, accompany. So if the situation escalates, invite the targeted person to join you in leaving. So you say, do you want to come with me and just exit safely with them? Number five, offer emotional support. So help the targeted person by asking them how they're feeling and helping them figure out what to do next. So again, the five steps are one, take action. Two, Actively listen, three, ignore the attacker, four, accompany, and five, offer emotional support. Thank you for reading that. So that's stopaapihate.org. I follow Next Shark on Instagram just to keep up with AAPI news, and I recommend other people do too. Uh, Asian Americans have been experiencing these things for a really long time but haven't been voicing what we've been through collectively at the same time which is interesting to see that's happening now 
it's been actually a very helpless feeling. Like even when Trump was in office, you know, every time he was using the China virus phrase, the fact that he couldn't, that no one could stop him from saying that and that people weren't making as big of a deal as it should have been about it. Yeah. And also you said people couldn't stop him, but they could is the thing. What he when he says something like that, like China virus, he's inciting murder. He killed people by saying that. And it's it really bothers me that people didn't do more to make him stop saying that, that the largest microaggression on earth was being said by our president to the world constantly for a year and no one stopped him and people died because of that. I want to see everyone angrier and and carry this anger that I have that people know about because I'm very like loud and outspoken, but I should see every person as angry as as me, even if you're not Asian, like and you should be non-complacent with these kinds of things. You should be speaking about anti-Asian violence. You should be angry about it and you should be working toward making it better. Everybody should. And if you've been on the receiving end of the violence, I would ask you not to downplay microaggressions, you know, passing comments, things that people would say, well, that's not such a big deal. They are a big deal. Um, It's not okay to be disrespected casually. It's not okay for us to normalize racism. So I'll also ask you to take your microaggressions seriously and your grief seriously, because this is a really scary time. Um, yeah. Yeah. And on that note, let's dive into childhood. So I want to ask you, as an Asian and as a child, when was the first, this is going to sound funny, but I think you'll get what I'm saying. When was the first time you realized you were Asian? It was my nose. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Because my nose was a little bit round and squishy. Like, I I genuinely remember staring at my nose in second grade and being like, if it was only a little bit tinier and if you could a little bit longer, then my face would be more structured and appealing. And I would always, like, cover my nose with my hand to try and envision what the rest of my face would look like without it. Which is so sad to think about. And then in high school, a guy pointed out that I have a flat nose, which is the first time I'd ever heard anyone say it. Like, I, I hadn't thought of the word flat before. I remember exactly where it happened. Um, but since then, I love my nose so much and think it's super cute. Um, and And just realize that all those ideas those constructed ideas that it wasn't cute is just because I never see my little nose anywhere in movies or ads or on models or on covers this type of nose is just not documented (laughs) which is really ridiculous it's such a loss yeah I love your nose I know me too I love it so much. 
It's so cute. It's really cute. Yeah. And you have boba balls as your nostrils. I know. Perfect circles. Mm-hmm. What about you? Mine was when, so mom used to make us, uh, she would pull out saran wrap, scoop rice onto the saran wrap, and then put peanut butter or something else on the inside and then roll up the saran wrap so it makes a rice ball. And then when you eat it, when you get to the middle of the rice ball, there's like, you know, the treat. And I think, I don't, I don't remember a specific instance I I realized I was Asian but I do remember eating with people in elementary school and always being like whoa they have Tupperware <laughs> I got like a a bowl of rice and <laughs> in my backpack <laughs> and I think people thought it was cool how like the kinds of snacks I was eating well all of our snacks were from Ranch 99 the Asian supermarket so my snacks definitely, like, my friend's snacks were Power Bars, the Ritz Crackers, the little ones with peanut butter in the middle, Lunchables, Capri Suns, Sparkling Water, yeah. Go-Gurt, String Cheese. Lunchables? Did you already say that? Yeah. Lunchables are, like, quintessential grocery store. You know, you, like, I thought Lunchables were really cool looking. And I was very envious that other kids were eating those. But now, when I think about it, like, our palate was so much more. We had rice crackers. We had this thing. It almost looks like a Rice Krispie treat. But it's more styrofoamy, and it has raisins in it. (laughs) Yeah. We had salted plums. We had shrimp chips, which I still eat a lot. I would love for you to write in some of the snacks you had as a child. doesn't matter if you're Asian or not. Just I, I love hearing like the funny snacks people had because food actually does really. It can either as a child, I remember you either being very self-conscious about the food you get or very like proud of it. And like the cool kid because you got the Lunchables and everyone else is like jealous. You know, it's really, I loved Lunchables too. I love the ham and cheese with the crackers, but the gross one was the, that little, uh, like white hard dough disc. And then you could put like chocolate sauce on it with M&M's. (laughs) What? That's so gross. So pasty. I remember when I moved into San Francisco for the first time, right after college, I was interviewing to live with six strangers in the Castro area, and they asked me what my favorite candy is, and I thought about it, and I said, right now I can say Reese's Cups, or I can say White Rabbit candies, and I said, what, because I wanted to gauge, like, are these people... Asian friendly. <laughs> so I said, white rabbit. And they went, oh my God. They were like, yes, like that's so good. It's a delicious candy. It's a rice that's candy. So funny. It's a candy. It's it is really good. It's like sweet and milky and hard. And it has like rice paper on it that you eat. It like dissolves in your mouth like a Listerine. But most people try and peel that off because they don't understand that it's part of it. 
Also, yeah. haw flakes. Do you remember the? They were like a rust-colored red disc that came in a stack. Whoa, 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 <laughs> I know. whoa, whoa! I, know. I used to eat. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, uh. wow! I used to eat. I used to take the whole stack of haw flakes, bite my teeth down so I could grind off the sides of them, and yeah. eat it that way. Wow, that's great. I'm going to post yeah. a picture of those on our Instagram If anyone account. goes to an Asian market, you can get haw flakes, H-A-W, and it's made from hawthorn fruit. Um, and they're really sweet. And it's sort of like an Asian fruit roll-up wafer. They're really, really good. Mm-hmm. Okay, Tiff, I'm going to do a, a memory lightning round with you. <laughs> List off funny, some things, I... see if you remember them from childhood, okay? Okay. Number one, glass bottles with layered sand that you'd get at fairs. Love it. And we'd make them at the YMCA overnight camps. That was always really fun. Mm -hmm. Um, Number two, can you complete the lyrics to Lizzie McGuire's Fly? (laughs) Absolutely. Go. Okay, ready? Mm-hmm. Fly, open up the part of you that wants to fly away. Wrong. Hide away. <laughs> oh! <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, let's keep going. Fly. You can fly. Shine. Forget about the reasons that you want to hide away. at the end she goes fly wait she goes fly like that you know what i'm talking about because it's wait your time time to fly remember yeah Mm i remember a very distinct distinct memory of our family driving home from Yosemite and I put that song on my Walkman and I looked out the window and thought about how much I hated being with you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Tiffany. Sorry. I was like, get out of this car. (laughs) But I thought I was in the music video. That's so funny. You wanted to fly away. Congratulations. You never did it. (laughs) All right. Let's go to our... uh, We get so many good emails. Yeah, we get so many good emails and DMs. So keep them coming. I I used to respond to every single message. (laughs) (laughs) And then I realized that it would take me six years (laughs) to do that. (laughs) <laughs> so I've I've stopped, but we do read them all. We just I just cannot respond. Otherwise, I love your all messages. Yours all, your alls. Oh yeah, your alls messages so much. Um, Tiffany, I just want to say that a friend named Lindsay said that she also spent her entire childhood at Olive Garden eating minestrone soup. And by eating the soup, she means refusing to eat anything other than the broth soaked in the breadsticks. Wait, really? <laughs> yeah, she said she wouldn't even use the spoon to drink 
the broth. She would only eat the soup that had been absorbed into the breadstick, which is exactly what you did. That's exactly what I did. Good job, Lindsay. You have the palate of a genius. <laughs> Thank you, Lindsay. Um, and uh, we have, oh, this is funny, from a listener named Ashley. She had emailed us from an account called Perpendicular Hearts at gmail.com. <laughs> she said it was the email that she'd made in sixth grade. She had in geometry they talk about they talked about perpendicular and parallel lines. And she thought the word perpendicular was so cool that she made it her email address, but also spelled perpendicular wrong. But it's so funny because she's like, what would perpendicular hearts even look like? <laughs> <laughs> Just like thinking about on my Neopets account. Remember, my username was Velvet Weeds. Yep. And I thought that was so cool. Like I had combined two words that were really poetic and really done something. All right, this one, Megan had a lot of gems, so she said that she had stuffed animals growing up, and she would make elaborate backstories for their lives, all very traumatic. There's a lot of marriage and divorce. (laughs) Yes. Divorcing stuffed animals was my shit. Printing out divorce certifications (laughs) online, and then just, like, actually divorcing my stuffed animal. Amazing, Megan. Good job. I remember one time my stuffed shark married Laura's stuffed dolphin and then we got them divorced. It just didn't work out. And I, dude, what is it about paperwork? It's I remember so, I wow. just loved typing out receipts. Yeah. Like Word, Microsoft Word and printing them out and like folding them into thirds and putting, sealing it inside an envelope to give to nobody. (laughs) (laughs) That's kind of upsetting that there's not as much paperwork nowadays. So kids don't really get that sort of satisfaction. Yeah. Okay. So on that note, Megan also says she loved filing and organizing. Amen. And so she made little teeny tiny file folders and documents for stuffed animals and used an old velvet jewelry box to file them, like as the filing cabinets. Genius. Genius. Good job, Megan. That just is too perfect. And then her mom would cut up expired credit cards um, for her to use as like tiny credit cards for her Barbies. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's a really good idea. And she said that she and her siblings had a newspaper for their Lego people and would type up publications in the smallest font <laughs> and print <laughs> and fold them really tiny and drop them by their houses or put them in the Lego hands. They had a paper distribution. I love that. And then lastly, she said, okay, this is so damn funny. Her dad brought an old computer home from his work with like the really bulky fat keys that are Mm -hmm. really loud. And she felt really important when she was typing on it. So she would plug the keyboard cord into the couch cushions 
and sit <laughs> and type forever. And she said sometimes she would take a floppy disk and insert it into the couch cushions. <laughs> and just felt really important. This killed me because it's so real. Like, holy crap. What is a solid memory that I can relate to? That's so funny. And she said that the smell of sunscreen takes her back to her childhood, which is so true. For me, it's banana boat, dude. Banana boat. Yeah. Yep. Yep. What's another smell? Oh, any, like, body spray from Victoria's Secret probably would launch me back to Mm -hmm. the early 2000s. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. I think my first real perfume was Vera Wang, that heart-shaped lavender <gasps> one. Yeah, really good. Really good. I think um, the Victoria's Secret, it was something they came out with in seventh grade, and I wore it all the time. It shoots me back to the middle school locker rooms. Anything like vanilla, brown sugar, or like cucumber. Those were mm-hmm. the cool. Cucumber melon. Were yeah, really cucumber melon. Prominent sense of childhood. Yeah. I would like shave my legs with a $2 razor, nick it up, and then lather it in cheap <laughs> cucumber melon lotion. And be ready to go. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing. And thank you everyone for listening to this and for all of your lovely messages, comments, reviews everything and i'll post some visuals on childhood the podcast instagram okay and we ask you to number one try haw flakes and white rabbit candies Two, let us know any microaggressions you've experienced or anything you want to release or get off your chest we are here to hold those experiences um three what snacks you enjoyed in elementary school or middle school, times you loved paper. We are all over the place. Yeah. That's Whoa. Here. We've been in a pandemic I for mean, a year. These are, these are just like writing prompts. They're not assignments. They're like, get your juices going. If you end up writing about something unrelated to all of these questions, that's great. Yeah. You can't Ain't no thing. Ain't no thing. Okay. Thank you, everybody. Um... Goodbye, Chanel. Love you. We hope you all stay safe and we hope to hear from you soon. Love you too, Tiffy. Bye. Bye.